0: Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to
1: work. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to show number 305 from Engage for Success. And uh, today we're joined by uh, Sean Jones. Shan is Head of Internal Communications at the Bank of England, and she's here to help us talk over the next half an hour about how the Bank of England has used social media to engage their people, the the process they went through to implement it, some of the challenges that they face along the way, uh, and to share with us some of the sort of tips and techniques and best practice for people who may be thinking of doing something similar. So um, I'm sure it's going to be an interesting half an hour. So welcome to the show, Sean. Hello. Good to have you with us. Uh, So thank you for that. So um, head, of, head of Internal Communications at the Bank. Um, but before we get into the specifics of today, can you perhaps just give our listeners a little bit of an overview of your career professionally? Have you always been in internal communication? No, not at all, actually. I've been in communications
0: most of my working career. Um, Mm -hmm. Started off as a journalist, um, worked in press office, PR, parliamentary affairs. Um, Apart from digital, I think I've done just about every type of communications work that there is. But I only moved into internal comms um, in 2013. When mm-hmm. I came head of internal comms at the Department for Work and Pensions um, as a sort of sideways move, um, so I sort of uh, came into internal communications quite in the deep end, really. Since that that time, DWP had over a hundred thousand staff, very operational workload, a mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. workforce, and uh, yet yeah, a very uh, quite a, quite a challenging role, actually. Mm. Um, so I was there in that role for um, uh, for a few years, and then I joined the bank
1: four years ago. Right. Oh, okay. And and I I a, a kind of curveball question here, Sean, Which, having done both jobs, having done external and internal, uh, which is the harder? Um, In some ways, I think
0: internal communications is harder um, because when you're communicating externally, generally your audience is quite far removed from you, Mm -hmm. whereas Mm -hmm. I get instant feedback, um, very instant feedback um, from uh, colleagues walking down the corridor. So sometimes I think internal comms can be very challenging from that perspective, and you have to Mm -hmm. be quite
1: resilient. Yes, yes. Uh, your audience are right up close and personal, aren't they? Standing exactly. next to you in the queue for the coffee. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So I, I think I was probably a little surprised when um, we we talked about the topic for today's show, um, and I suspect perhaps some of our listeners will be too. Um, to think about the Bank of England and social media, um, because it it perhaps to me suggests. Uh, um, something that as an organization, I would perhaps think it would be one of the slower organizations to embrace that channel. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to understand how you've gone about it and why. Um, but before we do that, perhaps just tell us a little bit about, about the bank in terms of the – you mentioned DWP as you know, 100,000 employees. Tell us a little bit about the Bank of England structure and the, the, kind, of, the kind of people that, that you have there and the kind of culture yeah sure um
0: so um the bank um has around uh four thousand just over four thousand staff mm-hmm. mainly based in central London, but we do have um some uh a couple of offices outside London and a network of agents who work around the country so mm-hmm. um quite um a varied actually perhaps a bit more varied uh group of colleagues than you would might, might imagine because mm-hmm. obviously we've got very serious um you know intellectual economists thinking big thoughts about you know economic uh future of the country but we also have people who uh, work in security you know we we keep a lot of gold and money here and they right. need to be protected. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a big technology function here because we look after the, all the systems um, that everybody relies on to, um, you know, make contactless payments or pay their mortgage. All that uh, is run out of the bank. Oh, really? Um, I, didn't under, I didn't know that. that.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, so okay. in, the
0: infrastructure that underpins lot of you know, the systems that you get from your bank are run by the Bank of England. So we're a massively big organisation for 4,000 strong. Um, But ultimately our mission mission is to protect the people of the United Kingdom and the economy. Um, Mm. So we also do the big ticket items that you see on the news, like set the interest rates or, you know, Mm. make sure that banks safe and secure in terms in times of crisis. Hmm. So it's a, hmm. a really interesting organisation. As you say, it is traditional. Um, it's based on very traditional values. That, um, mm-hmm. But actually, you know, in terms of the way that uh, the bank's thinking about um, how we work and how we communicate, um, you know, it's trying to be... Uh, Innovative, but also in a way that you know protects the bank from risk.
1: Of course, and that's that's possibly the question, isn't it? As, which we'll come on to in a minute. And 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 in terms of the people that work there, demographically, is it is it a young organisation, or are there a lot of people who've been there for a very very long time? Well, it's it's a bit of both actually.
0: We do have a lot of people who've been here. Many, many years, and our our our, our, old, our our longest serving member of staff has been here over fifty two years um, yes. Um, but uh, around a third of the people who work here are under 34. We do right. have a big school even and graduate entrant population. Um, uh-huh. So we, you know, one of the challenges for us really is to uh, make sure that our communications in terms of our channels and our content um, can reach as many of that quite varied workforce as possible.
1: Mm mm. Yeah, no, I can understand that. Now, you mentioned the word risk and it wasn't so much risk in the context of social media, but it kind of triggers some thought in my mind, which is certainly some of the conversations that I've had with financial services companies, not just banks, but financial services companies, particularly, although many organizations do worry about this, too, is that using social media channels uh, internally um, can be risky. Um, And I just wonder whether that was something you came up against. And uh, we we can talk a little bit more about how you perhaps, if you you did come up against that, how we overcame it in a minute. But was was that something that was always in your mind when you embarked on this exercise?
0: Um, I think, to be honest, um, and um, I'll talk a little bit about the sort of, you know, the genesis of of social Mm. media in the bank. Um, But actually, you know, Considering what a traditional organization we are and how risk-averse we generally are, um, the barriers put in our way to introducing a social media channel within the bank were were very few, actually. Oh, right. Um, and that was because of the way that the project came about, really. So
1: okay, okay, which leads leads us beautifully into the <laughs> question, doesn't it? Really, as if almost as if we'd rehearsed it, which we haven't. Um, so right. tell us then how how did this come about? What was the what was the, the, the driver for, for setting out to introduce a social media platform, and and tell us the story and, and some of the some of the things that you had to take into account.
0: Yes, yeah, so sure. Um, so really, I think the important thing about and I sort of used the wrong word slightly in my previous answer um, we deliberately didn't set out to set up bank exchange as, as a social media channel, as the communications channel. It was okay. very much came out of our three-year business strategy, um, mm-hmm. which is called, is called Vision 2020. Um, right. and that was really about setting um uh, 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 resetting the way we thought about communicating internally and externally in the bank, but also mm-hmm. about resetting traditional some of the traditional ways in which we worked and we identified that one of the big issues for the bank was about cross-bank collaborative working. We really Mm -hmm. didn't have an easy mechanism for people to come together um, from different teams or projects or around particular interests or um, particular policy questions. We didn't really have a platform for people to come together to really share their best practice and expertise. Mm -hmm. And that was what drove... um, what we call um, bank exchange, which is the name of our internal social media. That really mm-hmm. drove the sort of uh, adoption of it. Mm-hmm. We tested we tested the uh, technology for about, actually for about nine months um, mm-hmm. before we formally launched. Um, but really, because it had been knitted into our business strategy and because it was very much rooted in, those values and that driver to change the way we worked and collaborated we actually got much less resistance than I was expecting and people really you know were slightly concerned about the use of bank exchange and you know Mm -hmm. was it going to be respected and respectful Um, Mm -hmm. but very much Because we were coming at it from a sort of business and business benefit and collaborative point of view, I think they didn't have as many concerns as they might have done if we
1: launched it purely as a as a comms channel. Mm -hmm. I understand, and and it's interesting you should say that because I mean, if you if you think about it, and I know you're you're a you know you're a comms specialist yourself, Sean. Actually. You know, it should always be that any piece of any comms channel, whatever it is, should always be looked at in the from the perspective of what will this do in terms of meeting our strategic objectives? What will this how will this support our business goals, our business purpose and, and what, what it is we're trying to achieve rather than, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we did a company newsletter or oh, wouldn't it be nice if we had an internal social media channel? Um, it, it, it ought to be always like that, oughtn't it, but it isn't. It isn't necessarily the case, is it, that, that that's how it works. But it's interesting that that was how you kind of preempted a lot of what might have been um, concerns, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I think that the point, I think that's exactly right. And I, I, I think one of the things that I would really stress when people are thinking about adopting any sort of you know new platform is, what, you know, having a clear purpose. I think often I've heard stories that people have introduced internal so- social media um almost in a sense of, you know, putting it out there and not really being clear about what it's going to be used for. And then mm-hmm. sometimes that can work. And I have heard great stories of people who said, particularly in very operational areas, uh, uh, organizations where people have said, oh, actually, that's a really great tool for, you know, shop A to talk to shop B about, you know, customer problems or, mm. you know, mm. that, that people, people have gravitated towards social media um, They've found a use for it and they've really sort of developed their own way of of driving the business benefit out of it. But I've heard other stories where people have, you know, launched a a social media platform or channel and nobody can really understand the core purpose of why it's there. And then, Mm. you know then either the conversations can become quite difficult or toxic because people just use them as platforms to sort of share their gripes or they're just not used at all. Um, So having that real sort of sense of what you want to get out of it and what it's there to do and having quite a strong, um, I don't know, sort of, governance and accountability for how the platform's going to develop and having a roadmap to do that, I think, is incredibly important.
1: Mm. Okay, absolutely. No, I, that makes sense. So what, what, was, the, what was the sort of timescale for all this and, and a, a kind of a brief overview, if, if you can, of, of what that roadmap was, Sean?
0: Well, actually, it all happened rather quickly because, um, you know, as, as often with these things, our leadership team wanted – a solution, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, they they, they felt that, you know, we'd outlined what we thought the problem was, that there wasn't this sort of platform collaboration.
1: Um,
0: We had something that we were testing with a very small part of the bank, actually, Mm -hmm. our FinTech team, Mm -hmm. who had been using um, the particular um, uh, platform, uh, technological platform that we decided uh, to go with and basically mm-hmm. over the period of about three to four months we um basically stood that up with that working really closely with our, our technology team uh we mm-hmm. expanded the amount of users that could use that platform and um between sort of uh in, in, in three to four month period we really sort of put the infrastructure in place And then in May 2017 when we launched the strategy we launched Bank Exchange as a sort of core element of that. Um, right. We launched it we launched it we had it's a community based platform so you mm-hmm. you join communities you you set up and join communities. At that point we had uh two communities we had the existing fintech pilot and we had a community that was literally just uh, based around um, our strategy so vision vision twenty twenty so we started right. really small um, and then we opened up uh, the platform for other people across the organization to suggest their own communities and start to establish those. So that's right. how we did it. We sort of started small, we piloted, then we stood something up very quickly when we had to, particularly mm. our technology team, and then we mm. sort of started to sort of take the, the shackles off, if you like, and encourage other people to use the platform and set up their own communities. Yes, yes.
1: And, and how, um, I mean, it's interesting. So the first one was a pilot, and then, then the community, which was very clearly grounded in that vision, um, because yeah. it was called Vision 2020 and then when well, then when yeah. you started to ask let other people suggest their own what what kinds ha, have the communities that have been suggested are they always very very business-based collaborative working based or have they become have they also become a little bit more uh, social and and sports and that kind of thing at all
0: so when we started off and I was I'm part of the small group that um, it, it, it helps to um, support the governance of the of the community f- focus. So if you want a mm-hmm. community in the bank, you 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 um, put in a request, and then a small group of us between which is comms, technology, and information management sort of representatives mm-hmm. come together every Thursday for a quick meeting where we approve or um, <laughs> reject. Uh, community ideas. And when we uh-huh. started, we thought we were very purist about it. And we thought, no, they've just got, they've always got to be, you know, business-related. Uh, they've got to, you know, we had some, not a huge amount of rules around it, loads of rules around it, but we had some parameters that we set down mm. for the sort of communities we were going to... Approve. And that was because we weren't doing that just to be, you know, bureaucratic, but actually we'd used sort of collaborative tools and platforms before. And so Mm -hmm. many people had set up um, uh, uh, groups that nobody could find anything anymore. And it all got terribly messy and out of hand. So we wanted to put some structure around it so people could actually still find what they were looking for online. On, hmm. And on the platform um so that's why we we went down that route over time we have um loosened uh, our parameters a little bit because actually what we found was in an organization um where um we have got um an older you know quite a lot of people who are not digital natives hmm. Um, hmm. we have got quite um, a lot of uh, rules and strictures about what we can do on external social media um, mm-hmm. as bank employees. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a culture where we are still quite, um, it's quite an introverted organisation in many ways. And people mm-hmm. did feel a little bit reticent about sharing you know, their views on important business issues in a very public way. Right. So we did start to allow people uh, to set up more social-focused communities like gardening mm-hmm. or pets or, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, water sports or um, just thinking of you know, outdoor pursuits, rock climbing, yeah. because... We felt that that was a really good opportunity for people to almost... It was like a safe space for people to practice their online social media skills, yes. if you like. Yes, yeah, so absolutely. What we found is that once people have confidence to share online about non-risky subjects, if you mm. like, that gives mm. them the con- com- more confidence to participate in the more business-related communities as well. So yeah. one of my one of the things that I would say to people is, you know, people do need safe spaces to practice these sorts of skills um, yeah. and and have those discussions internally, particularly in an organisation like ours where people don't necessarily have, you know, a lot of our people don't use external social media. Um, Mm. So they haven't really got into the sort of habit of um, transacting and chatting in that sort of more informal way online.
1: Yes, yes. No, I can understand that. So did you, so um, that's really interesting. I I like that idea of a safe place place to practice. That's really interesting. So what were, um, were there any other, uh, real lessons that you think you've learned as as a result of of, of going down this path that that's quite interesting because those are, those are both quite uh, quite insightful um, experiences, Sean.
0: Yeah, I think you know we um so we started off with uh, as I said two communities. We now have mm. two hundred two hundred thirty seven communities online. Um, on bank exchange so right. you know okay. from that perspective they you know it's been uh, that, that's in a two-year period from so that in that perspective it's been very successful um mm. not all of those communities are as active as others um no. but you know in the end you, would you would have to that really would you Exactly. And some people, you know, in the rush of enthusiasm set communities up and then didn't really have a clear idea what they wanted to do with them. So <laughs> I think when you're setting, you know, if you're doing something like this, again, you know, it's about content and making mm. sure that if you are doing not just a a, a sort of social media platform but content is king in these things and Mm -hmm. you know even for particular communities they really needed to the the people that really had a clear purpose and knew what sort of content they wanted to share Mm -hmm. really you know went with it and flew Um, others just haven't exploited it in in any meaningful way and that's fine you know we're all for quick wins but we're you know we're, we're, we're up for fast fails as well, and if it didn't work yes. for them, that, that's absolutely fine. So yes. I think that I, I think you know we've had success in communities. We've got some really great active communities. Our data community, for example, nearly a thousand members. That's so nearly a quarter of the bank, and you know, so active. Um, they share loads of um, information, best practice, but they also do a lot of face-to-face events so it's a real mixture of sharing content online but also you know coming together um, to reinforce that collaboration in a face-to-face way as well. That's
1: interesting So so the social media platform has acted as a springboard as a virtual the virtual community online has acted as a springboard to then people to then move on and and interact in a in a what i call human way you know an actual absolutely. Real, real way how interesting absolutely. yeah so not instead yeah. not instead of but as a as a platform for that that's that's, that's absolutely and
0: i think the best communities are the ones where you have that uh interaction level of interaction that different you know being able to to utilize an online space but as a stop as a starting point for a whole range of different communication as well
1: um mm-hmm. including
0: and particularly face to face um we have over the two years that we've been in uh, operation in on bank exchange we've now reached um about 34% of um, colleagues across the bank being what we call active users. And active right. users means um, that you interact with the platform at least once a month. Um, right. Probably, broadly speaking, our regular users interact a lot more with that. Yeah. So that's about a You know, we've hit a third of the bank that are regular users. We have a lot of people who, um, you know, dip in and out or lurk. Everybody's Mm -hmm. accepted the two conditions, so everybody's signed up. But we still have a bit of a way to go in terms of encouraging people, Who don't interact or regularly interact with bank exchange at the moment to see the value and purpose in it, and we won't be able to do that for everybody because it won't have a value and purpose for absolutely everybody in the bank. We know that, but I think we probably, if we got to you know around 45 to 50% of our people being regular users, that would feel like really feel like success to us. I think we're we're very sort of happy with the trajectory we're on at the moment but I think you know ultimately that that's like where we'd like to to, to yeah. be in say this time next year.
1: Yeah and how, how visible are the kind of senior leaders on on the platform is that is that something that you see or is that is that does that not happen?
0: So it is um mixed. Um, but luckily, our very senior leader, um, our governor, um, mm-hmm. is a massive advocate of, of bank exchange.
1: Oh, um, that's good.
0: yeah. He, yeah, so the, um, about a year ago, um, we set up a community just for our governors um, to mm-hmm. be able to post interesting stuff about what they were doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, if uh, the governor's been at uh, a, a G20 summit or, um, you know, he's done an interesting speech on climate change, he'll, he'll post probably about once a fortnight. Um, actually, his last post, his last poster was that, uh, about having we were going, we're going to have a beehive in our um, in just outside his office window, actually, um, oh, right. in our courtyard. So you know, he's actually moving towards talking about more slightly bees. more lighthearted hearted things, not just about uh, bees, not just about Lovely. sort of economy or Brexit. Um, yeah which is really nice, but he's been a massive advocate and supporter of bank exchange, and mm. I think mm. really does feel that it's been a cultural shift in the organisation um mm-hmm. and many of many of our other senior leaders have really embraced it. not all of them, some of them don't again um, no. it don't they don't necessarily either see the business benefit of it for them or you know they might feel uncomfortable but I think more and more of them are actually now gravitating Mm. towards using bank exchange because they can see that, you know, it is a collaborative tool, but it also is a tool for engagement as well. Because they get, you know, often our senior leaders are very busy, they travel a lot, you know, they're not always massively visible Mm. to staff. Day in, day out, and bank exchange actually a way that they can be visible without actually necessarily being in the building or ne- you know having to sort of you know being you know being in eye line of staff.
1: Cool. And also that, that that really does give permission in inverted commas for other people to, to say well if they're using this and they're on there then this is it kind of says it's all right, doesn't it? So that helps. Particularly to, in a hierarchical, yeah absolutely
0: mm-hmm. in a hierarchical organization like the bank and we are um, yeah. you know that sort of senior
1: permission is very important very when important. you're trying to land change yeah now we've only got a minute left sean i told you it would fly by um and it has we've got very little time now we haven't even talked about digital ninjas so can you talk about digital ninjas in 20 seconds or is that is that going to have to come back for are we going to have to come back for another another show
0: I'd love, to, I'd love to tell you about digital ninjas. Basically, there are a community of social media activists across the organisation who support <laughs> digital change, including Bank Exchange. But ah, right. our, our, they're very much um, something that I'd love to come talk, talk about again. Our other advocacy groups across the bank
1: as well. Okay, well let's let's get you signed up for that for another time because we've really run out of time. So in the, the sort of 20 seconds that remain now. If there was one key piece of advice to people thinking of going down this route, what would it be, Sean?
0: Um, be patient in terms of you know building up your your um, uh, numbers and your mm-hmm. your usage. It won't happen overnight, and create those safe spaces for people to practise their skills.
1: Lovely, thank you. It's been really fascinating. Um, we'll book you in on Digital Ninjas in due course. And um, thank you very much for joining us, um, Sean. And thank you, everybody, for listening. So it just remains for me to say goodbye. So goodbye and thank you. Goodbye. Engage
0: for Success Radio. Raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.